Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. So before we hop into today's episode, I have some super exciting news for you. I am actually launching my membership site on the 28th of November for just $35. And this is going to be open from the 28th until the 3rd of December. So make sure that you hop on this. But before you hop on it, I actually am giving you a chance to try it out for free for five days. So if you actually want to go to the link down in the description and subscribe for my five-day free guide, you're going to get your workouts, you're going to get weekly education, and you're going to get nutritional tips in order to make this more of something that's going to be long-term and more of a lifestyle for you. So with the five-day guide, that's exactly what you're going to get with the membership site. Every single week, I'm going to be doing lectures for you. I'm going to be giving you your workouts and giving you all the tips that you need in order to find out how to eat best for a balanced lifestyle and for your body specifically. And not to mention, we also have the awesome private Facebook group where I'll be sharing lives every single week and you'll be able to communicate with other badass women who have the exact same goals as you. So if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and copy your free guide down in the description. But without further ado, my friends, let us hop into today's episode. I'm super excited today because I have an absolutely incredible human being on this podcast. He's the author of UBU. He's the owner of a $200 million company called Organifi Green Juice. But even more than that, his story speaks volumes. It's extremely inspirational. So everybody, please sit back and enjoy as you listen to the story of my good friend, Drew Canoli. All right, everybody, and I have the honor of being right here with my good friend, Drew Canoli in San Diego, California, and I am so, so excited to have him on my podcast today. Drew, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Of and course. I'm inspired by this community that you built and the work that you're doing in the world, and what an honor it is to be here with you today. Amazing, amazing, and... Um, guys, for everyone out there listening, I actually got to see Drew speak at an event just a little over a week ago, and um, his his presence, everything that he talked about really resonated with me, um, and his resilience from everything that he's created and where he's come from, and I'm really excited for him to share his story with you guys today. So, Drew, uh, you know, you've manifested such an incredible way of life, thinking, Um, being extremely grounded and obviously, um, you know, now having over a $200 million company, Organifi, um, you know, you've come up to so much and you're you're at such an incredible place, I I believe, from, you know, everything I've seen from you. And I would just absolutely love for you to share, um, you know, where you really started off and how you kind of got to where you are now, because, you know, you definitely come from a place where you've created a lot of resilience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love for you to be able to share, you know, your story and... Mm. How far back do we want to go? This let's, lifetime let's or talk, like thousands of years let's ago? Let's talk childhood. <laughs> let's <laughs> talk right. where it all begins. Let's go deep. <laughs> yeah. Childhood is such a, a beautiful learning ground. And for me, I like to believe that I came into this experience to really get as many lessons as possible before the young age of five. And that's exactly what happened. So I was born into a family where my biological mom and dad um, were very much just not present. The idea of conscious parenting that's like around us today didn't exist back then. In fact, it was actually quite common to be abused. 
And we've all, most people have probably dealt with some type of trauma in their life. But I was physically tortured at a really young age. And I don't, if you're listening to this, I don't want you to feel sad for me. I don't, that energy is never good or conducive to what I'm trying to create here. But there's going to be many things that you're going to want to listen to that may inspire you or a lesson that you pick up on as I tell you kind of what happened to me. Um, Physically tortured. And Cadillac newspaper, I'm from a small town in Michigan, said that it was the worst event, the worst torture situation that they'd ever seen. It was like on the front page of the paper back then. And if I couldn't tie my shoes fast enough, my own father would put cigarettes out on my forehead. Um, holding my head underneath the water in a bath was a typical four-year-old bath was like for me. And I didn't know any difference. I was thrown on sidewalks. I had like 30 stitches put in my chest at a young age from a knife. My sister was stabbed in the eye with a fork. Um, all kinds of nasty stuff. And what it did for me was make me incredibly strong at a young age. Because I learned that if I can go through this, what can I go through? Right? It set me up to win. So um, at the age of five, after my sister got stabbed in the eye with a fork, uh, she escaped out of a window uh, a couple of days later. And there, the state was questioning whether or not we could live in that house because we were going, at the time I was going to preschool and there was a lot of questioning going on. Um, but eventually she escaped and went to the neighbor. And then the neighbor called the cops again. And then they showed up and they took us away. So the idea and the model that I had for parenting back then was very much... Um, physical abuse was love abandonment was love neglect was just something that parents did so my own you know God in my life my own parents who I was looking up to um, did all this to me and it was hard because at a very young age I had a hard time um, with love period and, and most of my life actually until about four or five years ago uh, I didn't believe anybody would love me and there was a lot of limiting beliefs that I had because of my childhood I struggled in relationship romantic relationship in particular it was really hard for me to trust that a woman had my uh, best intentions at hand and it caused a lot of situations in my learning because you know even at a young age the school system wanted to hold me back because my reading was all off I had a reading disability um, I had what they quoted at the time, you know, ADHD, and they wanted to put me on all this medicine when I was a real young kid. And luckily, I was adopted by two loving parents, Jeff and Connie, in Michigan, Lake City, Michigan, when I was about five, five and a half. And they took me in with so much love, just so much unconditional love. My mom has the biggest heart out of any woman I've ever met. And... She's incredible. My dad is like one of the most charismatic human beings on the planet. But both blue collar, very much on the edge of um, poverty, right? So right above the edge, maybe the bottom of the middle class, I would say. And uh, that's even such a thing. So money was always a struggle for those parents, right? For my adopted parents. So I learned lessons about money at a young age and what I wanted and what I didn't want. My mom was a janitor and she still is right? So I didn't learn about business. It's like rich dad, poor dad. I was with living with poor dad and poor mom um, financially, but rich in heart. 
So, and I wouldn't have it any other way because there were so many lessons in that growing up. Um, I think I was one out of three people that have ever gone to college from my hometown up until that point, Lake City, Michigan. Wow. I went to uh, CMU, barely got in by the you know, grace of God. My dad uh, wanted me to become a pharmaceutical sales rep and go in the military. Like that was his idea for what he wanted me to do. Right. And it's so different than what my life is now. But all those lessons along the way, all the things. Yeah, I think you almost need to be, you know, uh, kind of beaten down in order to stand yeah. back up and be resilient. And um, for you, resilience clearly is something that uh, I think has has really brought you to where you are now. Because, mm. you know, going through that, that's something that you can't be a victim of your circumstance. You know, mm. it's important to be a warrior of your circumstance because that's what's going to help elevate you. Yeah. And, you know, for you, manifesting what you have now with Organifi, with being an author, um, with the impact that you have on people's lives, what do you think was the thought process or what was the thought process for yeah. you where you were like, I, I can't be in the circumstance that I am. I have to elevate myself. Yeah, I think um, there's a, a few key programs that I have in my subconscious and the subconscious is our human body, right? It's our feeling place. So if you read a lot of like Neville Goddard or ancient hermetic teachings from ancient Egypt, the Kabbalion, even in the Bible, right? If you study Millionaires of Genesis and the different books by Catherine Ponder, and you look at the book Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, all of them, they're telling us the same thing. That it's all about our feeling, our resonance and our frequency in our body. So one of my things and one of my programs that I have is that I believe we are all one. Universal consciousness one. Like I came here at a very young age and even at the age of six, I sat down to say a prayer and I don't, I don't know who taught me how to do this. I believe I came here with some knowing and I was like, you know what? I pray for my goldfish. I pray for grandma, <laughs> a hamster. I pray for uh, my mom and dad, my sister who I love. And I pray for my, my uh, dad that abused me and I pray to forgive him. That was Sage in the background. He agrees. <laughs> and I Beautiful prayed to forgive puppy. him and it released me, right? Because I realized at a very young age, surprisingly young, that maybe I am my dad and maybe I was just here teaching myself forgiveness. So there's an aspect of me that is that man that actually abused me. And people abuse themselves every day. We torture ourselves with our thoughts, with what we go through. So I believe, number one, we are all one, which helps me in any situation because I know my situation isn't unique. I'm not like this supernatural freak. I'm, I don't have like this greatness that only the special have, right? I believe we all have it. And it's a spark that lights up even more when we realize how ordinary we are and how beautiful being ordinary is. Because divinity emanates in every single one of us. And when somebody's tapped into that, that's the sexiest thing on this planet, I think. Right? I agree completely. And uh -huh. for you, um, you know, you took that and run with, you ran with it, right? Yeah. I mean, for you, is there something that created that spark? Um, when I was really young, I believe I was visited. I'm going to get woo-woo is all good. Oh, let's get woo-woo. Let's get woo-woo. It's all fine. The audience understands. Yeah. No, when I was really young, I was visited by an angel. And this old man came up to me. And he pulled, He did like this old man thing where he pulled out a quarter. 
behind my ear. And he said, God has great things in store for you. And I remember I was like four. And there was this like light around this, this guy. And I didn't know who God was. But I'm like, you know what? God does have great things in store for me. My life isn't about this abuse that I've gone through. It's actually going to be great. I'm going to use this to my advantage. And then I, I realized that most of what I was creating in my life was created in my mind first. Uh, you see, when I was seven, I was um, having terrible nightmares about the abuse from the past and everything. And I saw this monster every night in dream time. And I realized that I was in the dream. And I woke up in my dream. And I said, you know what? This monster is just not real. I'm dreaming. It's just this imaginary thing. And as soon as I knew I was dreaming in this lucid dream, the monster started to shrink. And it turned into this little baby monster. And I held it. And then I realized that that was representative of my father at the time. So I actually healed in this lucid dream. And now I take that with me every night to bed because I have lucid dreams almost every single night of the week. And I'm learning in dream time. Wow. So I think there's, there's so many superpowers we have as humans that we're like just beginning to access. Right. It's the opportunity that we kind of have to take advantage of and, and actually see into it, right? Yes. And, um, you know, for you with where you've, where you've kind of come from, and I think, I think a one main message that you can really kind of put out there is forgiveness is, mm -hmm. is really important. Yes. Um, for ourselves, for our pasts. And, you know, clearly that's something that you were able to, to do, which is incredible. Um, and, you know, now kind of where you stand on your on your feet here in, in San Diego, you know, you came from yeah. a small town in Michigan um, and you've, you've kind of risen to create something incredible. And I would absolutely love to talk a little bit more about where you stand now, um, you know, with having Organifi, with having yeah. You Know You. Um, and being able to cultivate and just showing up as yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so for you, as far as it goes with starting Organifi and stepping into a whole nother world yeah. where, you know, obviously coming from a background of blue collared workers, you never really, you know, got to manifest that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So what really was the turning point for you there that made you take that step? Yeah, I think it's pain is like either pain or pleasure are two biggest motivators, right? So I saw my mom work three jobs as a kid growing up. And I thought to myself, I never want to have my wife, my one-day wife, because I'm not married yet, but um, I don't want to see her struggle. I don't want to see my kids struggle. Most of the fights that my parents had growing up was about money. So I figured if we could figure out how to create money in this 3D reality and not make it a big deal, but actually do what you love every single day and have abundance flowing in every single day like a tidal wave, What's the secret to that? Because if I can solve that, if I can figure that out, then I'm going to be able to help a lot more people. And the more money that I have, the more impact that I can make. So I spent many years reading personal development books, going to seminars, lectures. Mentors were manifested like left and right, like super wealthy mentors for no reason at all. Like they would just come up to me and they'd be one of my best mentors of all time. He came into a Panera Bread or something. And he was speaking at the time French. And I had just put on my vision board, because I believe vision boards are super key in vision movies, right? Right, right. Um, that I wanted a mentor that spoke five languages, that was internationally traveled, that 
was 100 millionaire over, like, and really was affluent. And he just came walking up to me in Panera Bread, what, speaking French. And I'm like, hey, do you mind sitting down with me once a week? So for two years, he sat down with me once a week. And he introduced me to another mentor, who was Frank Scheidler, who I talk about in the book, UBU. And Frank, like this man, legit is a saint. He walks into every room, um, and he just heals people immediately with his presence. He's so powerful, and he's living um, as a pencil in the hand of God. And he's just so, in, he's inspiring so many people. He's like 87 years old, but he's as quick as you and I. And he is just next level, uh, totally plugged in. So I, I believe mentors and people to model is huge. And I've had other people that I've modeled with direct response marketing, with the creation of um, Organifi. And I would say that's like one of the biggest things. Because if you can see it, then you can embody it. And as soon as you embody it and you feel it, then it's done. Like that's the hard work. Because your reality is created from the inside. If you feel it in your heart, your heart creates the biggest um, frequency out of any organ in your body. So the... Um, I believe it's like that electromagnetic pulse that we radiate and it's attached to your vagal nerve, which is the oldest nerve we have as human beings, which runs up to our brain. So now that tells us that our thoughts send down this signal to our heart through this nerve and then it creates that frequency. And when we say your vibe attracts your tribe, quite literally that's scientifically true. Because if you can switch your vibration, if you can switch your frequency, then you can change your whole reality. And you do that by this, by the thinking thing. So for you, do you think that the vibe that you put out and the energy you put out is how you have kind of manifested, you know, even just mentors coming up to you, everything that you've kind of accomplished? Yes, absolutely. So I believe peace is the highest frequency. So always being at peace. Even peaceful, like imagine the pain and everything that I was going through as a kid to maintain peace in that and knowing like having that on the back burner, like knowing that my life would get better always, knowing that there would be uh, more people to help and more money coming into my bank account. It's a knowing that you feel. So peace is huge. Um, one thing I've learned recently is not to ride too high in happiness and not to go too low, but just to maintain that peace because if you can do that, it makes life so much easier. And then love, of course, is the second highest vibration. So how can I love? Every, every moment, how can I love bigger? How can I give more? How can I love? And it's been powerful. So for you with love, because I know you mentioned previously, obviously it was one of those things that was hard for you, mm -hmm. stemming from you know your childhood and everything. So resilience with love, where did that really come in for you? Because I know that obviously, speaking of the vibrations of the heart and the frequency, yeah. for you, was there a turning point with love? I think it's when you, um, when you surrender your own life, and what I mean, what I mean by that, is like really getting over who Drew is, like letting my ego die, and being reborn every day, and allowing Source, allowing um, the Christ energy, to come out of me, and that's my goal because it's not the Drew show. It's not about what can Drew do, right? It's about how can I help you as an individual. How can I uh, how can I help others move forward in their life? And that's what hooked me. Seven and a half years ago when I started Fit Life TV, it was waking up with an HD flip cam, knowing that if just one person watched this video and changed their life, that would sustain me for at least three weeks. 
And I was getting like 12 views on YouTube back then, right? Right. Now look at you. Almost, yeah. what is it, 500,000 subscribers? Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. You got about 6 million altogether. Wow. wow. And that community, it's, it's different because, uh, first of all, everybody loves green juice. Yeah. And hugs, right? Like, right. there's so much love. And it all starts with that frequency and the vibration that we're creating. So as you, as a boss of your own company, right? you got a couple employees yeah. now you mentioned. So yeah. that's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> and if you want to empower them, you live that empowered lifestyle. You can't do anything externally. Like to pay them more is almost futile. To um, do things externally, like to award them. The biggest thing that you can do to move the needle is to be. To be that demonstration. To be the healthiest version of who you can be. To be abundant in your thinking. And that transforms people. So I love being that in my company, the Catalyst. We've got about 130 employees now. Wow. So. so I would love for you to speak a little bit more about Organifi and how you've cultivated such an incredible tribe and yeah. um, such a good energy and also you know being such a, a big, I, I, big is an understatement, but company. Um, how you were able to manifest that and where you really yeah. feel like things are going for you. Yeah. So first... Um, I'm going to talk really high level. It's all in the thinking, like knowing what you want, knowing the business that you want to create. Uh, I go through a process called the identity. So it's a why that makes you cry. Mm -hmm. Why do I want this business? Who am I really going to impact with this business? Uh, what does it look like a year from now, 10 years from now? Uh, people severely underestimate what they can do in 10 years, but they overestimate what they think they can get done in a year. So it's crazy. I'm living proof of that. Seven years. Like, Organifi started four years ago, which is insane, right? So having the vision, writing it down, what do you want to hear from people is another question about your business. I used to write emails to myself before I had any coaching clients of how I was changing their life. Wow. You're probably doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing that already? I love it. I love yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just documenting the journey with this internal knowing that it's all going to work out. And then also, um, one of the biggest hiring decisions when it comes to building a team is would I hang out with this person outside of work? It has to be a yes. Yeah. Because you're going to be working with them. You're spending one third of your life working, right? You got to love the people you're around. And you got to love them so much that you would do it without money. Because there was many months where I was actually losing a lot of money. I remember when I first started uh, Fit Life TV, I was selling digital products, courses, online coaching, and I was killing it at the time. I was making really good money, seven figures at least every year, and uh, then the bottom fell out. Organic reach died on Facebook. I yeah. lost, remember I told you the story in the Pays to be Brave? Mm -hmm. So it started out $5,000 my first month, then I lost 10000 the second month. Then another month later, I was I lost thirty thousand, right? And it just continued. Nine months later, I lost almost a million dollars that I was saving to build and grow the business. I just at the time I couldn't figure it out. And then I remember getting together with my leadership team, which was about four people at the time, and we all got grateful, and we all projected ourselves into the future, right? And uh, that changed everything. 
So completely shifted the energy of the business. Two weeks after that, we launched Organifi, sold out. Did $150,000 in sales in the first three days. Wow. And then we sold out five times after that. I was placing a PO at the time in the very beginning for like 36,000 bucks for the first order of Organifi, right? I'm like, this is all the money I have, plus it's credit that I don't even have. Yeah, but you had such a passion for it and a belief, right? The belief, and I knew is if it just changed one person's life, that was worth my 36,000 bucks. So that's all I'm after, that individual, one person at a time, and slowly but surely we'll get to a billion people. That's the goal. And how have you felt within the company with your employees as well? Because I know obviously you talking on, you know, your vibe with your tribe. Yeah. Um, how have you managed to cultivate that with your employees as well and your team? Yeah, so um, really caring about them. I do what's called like taking, and I call it this, I don't know if my HR department would really like this, but I take them all out on dates. I try oh, that's to, awesome. Right? To get to know <laughs> I love them. it. I love it. So taking them to lunch, grabbing juice, uh, really caring about even the relationships. Like I want to meet your boyfriend. Or your husband. I want to hang out with your kids. Like, I love babies. So bring your baby to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm that boss. But also, I hold people really high. So if I know they're not playing the biggest game possible, I'll call them out on it. And I'll make sure that that's set in stone as well. So we have a lot of fun. But also, when it comes time to, like, getting stuff done, I'm, like, totally there. Right. And I think that also stems from people just using the potential in them too. Yeah. Knowing that obviously, yes, you want a company running well, but at the same time, you know, letting people live up to their potential. Yes. And, um, you know, for you, where you stand right now, obviously with it being the Strive for Strength podcast, I would love for you to just share with my audience, you know, your resilience obviously is, mm-hmm. is incredible. So if you had one factor or one tip or something that you could share with with everyone in regards to how to just create a higher self for where they're at, no matter what their circumstances are, their past, what would that be? Um, It's one of the biggest tips that I've learned throughout my whole entire life. And it's really so simple when you really get it. And that is, it's not about you. When you can make your life about others and, um, it's amazing the opportunities that open up. Like, what can I do for somebody today? But not neglecting yourself. I'm not talking about this from a martyr situation. I'm talking about it as an incarnate master. Like, you showed up here with knowing. You showed up here knowing that all the abundance, all the love, all the radical joy and wonder that anyone could ever experience is in every single cell of your being. And I think when you just know that, when you wake up in the morning and that's who you are, it allows you so much more of an opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. And that is so sexy. Like, sexy AF. I love that sexy AF. (laughs) Amazing. Oh my gosh. Is that your, uh, your favorite adjective for the, for for life in itself? Sexy AF. I love that. Amazing Drew. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. I want everyone to know where they can find you because, um, you are just an incredible human being and I think you radiate so much energy that's so positive into the world. And I want, I want people to be able to see that. So please tell them where can they find you? Yeah. So YouTube fit life TV is our channel. Uh, Drew Canoli on all the other web pages. So Facebook, YouTube, that kind of stuff and, uh, Organifi, right? If you go to Organifi.com, and you can put this in your show notes sure thing. Um, for your family, because 
I love the people that are listening to this as much as I love you. Like, I just think this community is awesome. Um, I'll give them 20% off Organifi. Amazing, amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and they just have to use the coupon code. Uh, we're going to create it right now. Oh, let's go for so it. So you want it to be Strive to Strength? Let's go with my first name. I think that's going to be the easiest. Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Easy. I love that name, by the way. Oh, thank you. I was telling thank Jocelyn, you. I'm like, I love that name. Thank Kendall, you. When you came in. Thank you. It's so, very universal. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Of course, really, of course. Really cool. Of course. Thank you, Drew, and everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into yeah. the Strive for Strength podcast. Make sure you guys peep the show notes so you yes. get that uh, 20% off on your Organifi. I highly recommend the liquid gold, my friends, pumpkin spice. I know all of yes. you guys love it. Yes. Can I, can I um, interject here? Go for it. Because I'm feeling into your spirit. Oh, let's. And I think as influencers, as entrepreneurs, especially somebody in your seat, who I love to see because you're like this young hustler, right? <laughs> you're just grinding and, and making magic happen. Oftentimes we forget to ask our community yes. of how to support you. So what what's the biggest thing the person listening to this that has spent the past, what is it, X amount of time, 35, 40 minutes listening to us, how can they support you the most? So my friends, as always, if you guys loved and found any kind of value in this episode, I would absolutely love if you guys would spread that out into the world. And you guys can go ahead and press the power button, press the home screen together at the same time. Go ahead and take a screenshot of this, post it on your story and tag me in it. I I would absolutely love that and appreciate you guys. I just want to put more energy and positive um you know, radiance out into the world. So if you guys would do that, I would highly, highly appreciate it. And um, as always, if you guys love the episode, if you could leave a review, I would also love that. So I'm doing it and I'm leaving a review. See, selfishly, <laughs> I was asking, like, how can I support you? But I know your audience loves you and they want to support you too. So thanks for that. Yes, of course. Let's build up this community, my friends. Thank you, Drew. Yes. Alrighty. And you guys, I will, I will uh, be talking to you in the next episode.